talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we're back. Messy Christianity. Boys, today is a good one. How are you? Hey. Live long and prosper. <laughs> I know you noticed you take took your uh, fleece jacket off. It's a little bit warm in it here. Must, it is a little warm. Woo! Maybe it's these three... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. This insulated uh, dungeon. almost came out wrong. Yep. Just moving um, on. Hey, today's topic. Is it a sin for Christian parents to send their kids to public school? <laughs> And we just lost three listeners wow. because of that right. very topic. Oh well, but you know it's funny because uh, this is one of those those seriously contentious topics that uh, I, I see rolling around on Facebook regularly. Um, and let's be honest, there is a very noticeable division between homeschoolers and public schoolers. Now we're not gonna we're not gonna you know discount private schools. Because private school obviously is an option. There, there's multiple options, but I wanted to discuss this particularly because I see regularly people who post their strong opinions that if you are a Christian parent and you dare send your kids to public school, not only are you damaging your kids, but you are sinning against the holy God. So, how, what? How do we address this? What's the? What's the? I'm gonna uh, start with one word: wisdom. I mean, so, I thought he was going to say no. I thought he yeah. was going to say go home. Well, yeah, yeah, go home. Yeah, <laughs> actually, hey, that that's that's one of yeah. our topics coming up. Okay, yeah, yeah that's going to be a good one. Love you, Beth Moore. All right, um, yeah, we do too. Uh, so, wisdom. I, no is my initial answer. <laughs> no is my answer to that question. Is it is it a sin to send your kid to public school? No, um, but I think parents can use wisdom. So, are, are we putting all public schools in one big? blanket statement um it, yes when you make that statement initially that's that right. what they're doing and that's where i would use wisdom so okay um just an example let's say that you have a really good private christian school in your town and i mean a really really good school it's a prep for college and it's a good school good community everything um parents have the money to do it but yet they choose to send their kids to a public school not because they want them to be a salt and light and that but just because they want to save money that's, I don't think that's right, you know, so, yeah. I, but and that's not, I know where this question is coming from, but I, I'm hesitating to make a blanket statement about everything, but is it sinful? No, I don't think it's sinful. So what about the argument from the uh, pro, uh, those who believe it's sinful, they would say that scripture clearly commands that it's the parent's job to train up a child in the way he should go. I agree completely. Okay, but that means you can't send a kid to public school I don't because agree. you're letting somebody else train up a child, right? I don't agree, and I do. I agree completely with that biblical statement because that is true, and I think a lot of listeners will agree with it. I don't. Is the school? Yes. If if you are letting the school train your kid, yes, you are not doing your job as a parent. Yeah. That's like saying, "Here, you take them, yeah. you teach them, you give right. them morality, you you teach them ethics." That is that is the same blanket statement, though, that we have used for the church. Yeah. Mm. Come to the church and let yeah. the Sunday school teacher teach us. Let the pastor teach us. Let the youth pastor teach us. So we had this thing in culture called the Industrial Revolution 150-plus years ago. Before that time, in the history of the United States, 
if if there was any issue within the home where the home was divided and the court system had to decide, did the children go with the father, did the children go with the mother, nine times out of ten, they went with the father because the father was considered the nurturing one. Then the Industrial Revolution happened, and at that point, men, for the most part, started working outside the home. They were no longer on the farms and tilling the ground and taking care of the stock, doing things in the in, in the community, they then went to a larger business somewhere else, worked the nine to five type of shift, whatever that looked like, and were separated. Then moms took on this responsibility of raising the kids. Then back in the early, I don't remember the exact time frame, 1920s, 30s, whenever the public school system started, you had this move from taking the kids on the farm, in the home, in the community, wherever the people happen to live, and move them into a public school setting so that they could have a general education because there was a lack of education happening. The, the, the children were not being trained whole heart. Um, Three R's that don't start with R. Exactly. Yeah. They, they were not <laughs> trained. So they were trained. This is how you milk a cow. If, if your dad was a, or your parents were milk farmers, or this is how you sowed the, the crop. If you were a crop farmer or whatever, this is how you built a bench. If you were a, a carpenter, but it wasn't the well-rounded that we were, the world was changing. And so the public school system started. Now the church did something very interesting after the public school system started. That's about the time we started Sunday school. Yeah. And so again, so, so culturally a hundred years ago, roundabout, our culture taught our parents, you don't have to be responsible for teaching your child everything. You bring them to us, and we'll get them all together, and we will teach them the, the basics. But it's still parents' responsibility. Even then, the parents still had the responsibility of training, equipping, the, and, and raising the children, but the school was there to assist them. And then Sunday school was developed, and now you bring us your children, and we'll teach them the basics of the Bible story, uh, Bible stories and things of that nature because you don't necessarily have all the information. You Maybe you can't read a lot of illiteracy. A lot of the reason for the public school and Sunday school is because of illiter illiteracy and things of that nature. And then somewhere over the course of time, culture changed a little bit to where parents began to think it's now the school's responsibility to educate my children, and it's the church's responsibility to educate my children in the things of the spiritual realm. And I, as a parent, no longer have any responsibility. So that's basically what's happened over the last 100, 150 years, cultural-wise, to take us to where we are today, right. where school teachers today in the public school system who are Christians, who are loving these children in the name of Jesus, even though uh, they not be, may not be able to publicly say his name, they're loving these children, they're training them, they're equipping mm -hmm. them, but they have absolutely no help from parents at home. Yeah. And so, so we, again, kind of what you were saying earlier, Kevin, we lump all this into one great big pile of the public school system. Mm -hmm. And it's not really that cut and dry. It's not that easy to say that. But when parents do not invest in their children, we could say the same thing about training and equipping. So why are they going to McDonald's to learn how to work? Or why are they working at Walmart to get their first job? Dad, why aren't you taking them to work and training them, equipping them? Why aren't you working out of the home? I mean, there's so many different variations and ways you could go down that tangled, winding web of of, of controversy. You know, even here locally, yeah. and I'm, I don't have kids in school. I have nieces in the schools, but um, one homeschooled and one who's in public school right now. Um, but I don't know the school systems that well here in town, but I could say even here within our town, there are some schools that I would um, – I would 
send the kids to. And then there's other schools that I would be hesitant to send the kids to. And that's even here within our own town. So um, it's it's hard for me to lump it all into one big category because I, even myself, even here in our own community, there's, there's, and parents do that too. They, I mean, I don't know, I don't even know locally how it's done, but I know where Panama City, where I moved from, there were parents that would make sure that their kid went to a school on the other side of town. I mean, so they had an open enrollment type of thing. So you could, as long as you got them there, you could, you can enroll out of your district kind of thing. Um, so I, I guess my point on that is, is it a sin to send the kids to public school? No, but parents ought to know, they ought to know the teachers, they ought to be involved. They ought to know, they ought to be, know what the kids are being taught. You know, they ought to be helping them with the homework and, you know, keep up on that stuff because there are rogue bad teachers out there, much like there's rogue bad cops and rogue bad preachers. And, you know, so there are many different things that we hear. So parents would say, well, I don't want to send them public school because of the language that they're going to hear. Yeah. You ever been around some private school kids? Gee, I went I've to private taught, school. I taught in a private school. Yeah. I, I, I went to private school, yeah. and that's where I learned some words that yeah. I've had have chosen to try to forget. Let's get our listenership um, up. Give us a few. Yeah, what were some of those words? So, number one. Beep. Um, and beep. So, but between, between that, but honestly, where else about language? Can't take them to the movies. Can't turn on the television. Right. Period. Well, how about going to, go to the a, playground? I was going to say, you can't, even go, you can't even go get eat fast food because somebody in there yeah. is going to drop a word yep. that you don't want your children yeah. to hear. So, Let's seclude them. Let's isolate them. Let's put ourselves in this little bump. Let's and keep bunker. them around people like us. Exactly. That we'll have way, our own parties. That way, when when Jesus returns, it's just going to be our little holy huddle instead of a lost and dying world that we choose to neglect. Yeah. Now, I think Kevin mentioned earlier about going into the public school to to be salt and light. If if we understand that we are missionaries, but we also got kindergartners. Your niece is a kindergartner. Yeah. She knows an, as much as a kindergartner can really know about mm-hmm. Christianity and their walk with faith right. and being salt and light, but it, that, that's limited. So yeah. it's as much the parents investing in the teachers, as you right. mentioned, and in the school system and in the administration. It, if we look at that as a missionary field, what yeah. a huge, awesome opportunity that is for the family to be involved. Yeah. You know, I think we also— if. If, if we're thinking, let's keep our kids totally out of public schools. And let me just clarify this. I think it's the parent's responsibility and right to decide what is best for their family. Sure. My and, problem— and Situational. Was, absolutely. Yeah. So so if there's somebody listening and they say, look, I feel, I feel compelled by God to homeschool my kids. Yeah. God bless you. I know we support you completely in that because that's your responsibility as a parent right. to do what you believe God's leading you to do. My issue, I take issue with the fact that— there are many who look down on those who are sending their kids to public school as if I'm more spiritual because I'm home, I homeschool my kid. You don't really right. you don't really love your kid enough. You don't really uh, take your kid's faith valuable enough. You're sending right. them to be slaughtered and all these other there, hyper expressions of fear that we could probably put on people. There's definitely a lot of mudslinging, finger pointing on both sides of that argument, yeah. which is it's crazy. Back in the day, you know, years ago, I, I was actually in the camp of going, homeschool kids are weird, you know, yeah. but now that I have a niece... And some of them one, are. And some are. Uh, and some public school kids are. Are weird, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we can, you know, we've seen it. But um, one thing I will see now that I have a niece who's doing the homeschool thing, and I've seen this over the last several years, uh, it's become a lot more mainstream, and, and they actually do uh, interact, and they get together. So it's not just sitting on a couch and all day, and that's it. You know, there's actually... 
groups that come together and they they do classes together and this kind of stuff. But uh, uh, but, but but last one, and I'll let you have it. But um, I guess on both sides of that camp, for those homeschoolers parents that would say it's sinful to the parent who's sending their kids to public school, that's wrong. For the public school one saying, uh, you know, what are you doing? You're not being salt and light. I, I think it's wrong too. It, to me, it's situational. Situational with the school system. Situational with the kid. The kids' personality. Um, yeah. Kids' personality. Parents' travel schedule. There's so many different aspects that go into this that, um, you know, that, that can make a decision. So, so what would you, we don't need to sling mud. So. so, what would you say to the to the person who would who would argue if you're sending your kid to public school? Um, and you think they're going to be, uh, you think they're going to be missionaries there. You're just crazy. What you're doing is sending them to be brainwashed by all of the, uh, all of the anti-God and, and it always divul- it always gets to the worst possible, uh, common denominator in that discussion. You know, every teacher is teaching something horrible and foul and anti-God. What would you say to the person who, who says that, that there's no way they can be missionaries? Because they're too young or whatever. <laughs> Go. I'll let you hear this. Yeah. 90% of all people who become Christ followers in the United States of America do so before they're 18 years old. Don't tell me it's not a missionary field. Hmm. You know? Um, they're, again, going, going situational, it's... Those, the, those, those are situational, and... Honestly, a question like that to me would would punch me in the nose. It would irritate me, cause, yeah, because I that's just that's almost in the Pharisee camp to me. Because almost, well, it Come is. On, don't I be mean, so gracious. yeah, yeah. I guess that was being gracious. You know, so if their situation really is truly like that, you're and you're in that bad of a school, then get them out of it. But. Give me the facts here. You know, I mean, are you really in that bad of a school system? Is every teacher in that whole school like that? Or are you just, you know, reading books and making up these statements? You think here? about our particular church. Now, I know others people that listen to this podcast that are not members of our church, but we've, we currently have people, teachers within our church who are in some very low-income schools that are doing some incredible yeah. things, yeah. who are loving I had a conversation with one of these teachers, I think it was last week, and she was telling me about these these girls who, uh, middle school age, parent situations non-existent. Some of them are raising themselves, getting themselves to school, and how she is witnessing to them and loving them and praying with them and doing these things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness, what an incredible opportunity that is. To to uh, God placed her in that spot today mm-hmm. to love in his name and to be his hands and to his be his feet. And how easy would it be to say, I don't want to go to the inner city school. I don't want to go down to the rundown school or the school on that side of the tracks because it's like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there's, there's more than just, am I going to send my kids there? It's what if I'm called to work there? Yeah. What if I'm called to be a principal there or a, or a, a janitorial staff or a sports coach mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. You know, if, if a school is, teaching uh, that that we're all descendants of monkeys and you know it's evolution or whatever that's that's that as a parent is a is a time for you to to train your child up and to negate what the school system is teaching if the school system is teaching you know it's okay to have two mommies or two daddies you know that is a chance for a parent to teach something so 
for that person that says they're just brainwashing, they're just given all this culture, that is a microcosm. I think we said it earlier. That's a microcosm of what the rest of culture is doing. So this is a good opportunity to here's – here's what I think is the gist of it. Parents don't want to have these uncomfortable conversations. They yeah. just don't want to do it. Well, I mean, part of the reason is that they don't know what they believe themselves. Yeah. That's a generalization, but I think it's true. I really do. I think that parents are afraid of the conversations because they don't know how to answer the hard questions. Right. So it's almost like you know, the ostrich sticking his head in the hole. If I don't see it, it's not there. Um, I, I have always enjoyed my kids coming back with questions about, hey, this is what we were taught today, or this mm-hmm. is what they said. But I usually don't have to go further because then they will say, but what I told them was this, and the whole class disagreed with me. But, I mean, it's, I, I think the, the, the root issue that we have to deal with is you can't start later on in life to disciple your kids. It's got to start when they're born. Yeah. You have to live the faith with them from before the time they can walk. I mean, I'm not saying that if you don't do this, you're doomed for horrible kids. But I'm saying in an ideal world, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and God blesses you with with the gift of children, which, by the way, they're not yours, they're his, he just entrusts to you, then our job as parents is to begin to disciple them in the way of Jesus from the moment they're born so that when they become uh, teenagers and, and, and they will wrestle with some of the same stuff, but it'll be different because they have a foundation that was laid from long, long time ago. That's why my, my wife and I didn't ever worry about our kids in public school because we've had this conversation. Should yeah. we let them go or should we not? Yeah. You know, should we do something different? But we felt confident enough that they knew the gospel. And, and just for clarity here, because we, we, context I think is everything. We are in Gulf Breeze, Florida. Yes, a absolutely. really good school system. We may have a listener who is sitting in the middle of... Chicago. Yeah, and so... Detroit. Context, context, yeah. context. and and New be, Orleans. Beyond just how bad the school may or may not be, the teaching may or may not be. I mean, yes. like, you may have some very, very far extreme... Liberal is not a strong enough word, but just crazy, crazy teaching. So, um, you know, it, it context. You've made that decision based upon where you live. And it's fine. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, I, I totally agree with that. Have you seen the funnel illustration before as far as parenting? Have you ever seen that? You know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Uh, real quickly, so the funnel, the shape of a funnel, you know, it's very small at the tip, and then it's, it widens to where you pour the, the liquid in. But it's a parenting concept where that's kind of the way that parents should do. At the very beginning of life, the funnel is that very, very small opening, mm-hmm. and that is the extent of that child's freedom. It's very much non-existent, and yeah. they have freedom to crawl you know that's it that's about it and even that's got boundaries over time it widens it widens it widens till it's the far opening and then they're 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 an adult with all the freedoms that that we would have that's the ideal way to do it but what happens a lot of times is that that funnel is flipped upside down and parents give kids all this freedom and then later in life they're trying to rein them back in and it's harder and that's why you'll find like the teenage parent who's just They've they've started the wrong way. Now, God can redeem it. But God can redeem it. Yes, there, it's it's be harder. Hard. You're yeah. in a harder fight now because you're trying to pull it back in. But for the new parent, your kid gets absolutely zero freedom at the beginning, you know, and you gradually give it to them 
over time. There are tons of parenting books, Christian Christ-centered books that give similar type stories and ideas. I love one of them that Benny Prophet. Love you, buddy. Uh, Hey, Benny. One of the things that Benny said in his book was he did a, it wasn't a funnel, it was a little bit different. He said, basically, as a child, as a very small, then I, as a parent, am either a king or a queen. Whatever I say goes, mm-hmm. period. Kind of what yeah. you were saying there. Yeah. But then, as they mature and they get a little bit older, they get to whatever age that is, seven, eight years old, and then it's a little bit more freedom. Now I'm starting to coach them. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to, to encourage them, I'm starting to direct the way, mm-hmm. help them play successfully. Coach still has a lot of authority. You can play now or you can't play right. now. But then, about the time you hit those teenage years, the way Benny talks about mm-hmm. it, he said, or actually even younger than that, maybe, maybe 13, 14 now, that you start to become a mentor. And, and, and you're mentoring. They've already, they're, if it's true that their worldview is already determined by the time they're like 12, 14 years old, right. you're not, you're hardly even coaching. Now, part of that is relationship. Do you have the relationship with your child that you've raised so long that you continue to coach them? But very soon, you're mentoring them. Uh, and they can take it or they can leave it. Mm-hmm. And when we wait till that point to start influencing, it's too late. So the parents... Yeah. It's, it's your job. Yes, it's your job to train and equip the children in the way that they should go. But that happens through conversation. That happens through life on life. That happens through your biblical example of living out a, living out a Christ-like life as a parent, as a mom, as a dad, as a friend, as a leader, as a mentor, as a teacher. So let me just, along that same concept here, in context of the public school situation, if if a child is in kindergartner and they really don't understand the things of the world and you've got a kindergarten teacher who is teaching new age worship crystals and get them out it's yeah. gone you yeah. know and if you have to homeschool if you have to take them somewhere else they're gone that's a different conversation than somebody who's in 10th or 11th grade that has already been foundationally grounded and know you know your daughters would look that in the eye and go that is wrong you see what I'm saying? like because yeah. they've already got that foundation so to me the funnel works in this conversation about the school as well, um, based upon the context, I like so. the idea of the funnel not just for um, con- not not just for control and authority, in a good way, of course, yeah. but for information. I think I think that we as parents have got to be much more mindful of the access to information that we allow our kids. On a personal level, for us, we did not let our kids have media devices until mm-hmm. they were 15 and not phones until they were 16. But everybody's got one, Dad. I don't okay. care. Let me yeah. tell you, and I'll tell you, that was a hard, sure. hard battle to fight. Yep. They would just beat us down, beat us yep. down. We're like, look. And it was so hard to hold the line, but I'm glad I did. And I think today they would say, I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it actually makes it easier, though, after you do the first child, because now you have a precedent that you tell. Look, I... I, I can't because I had to wait yeah. for her, so I have to wait for you. So you yeah. can almost blame the kid for it. Right. But but beyond that, you know, we don't allow TVs in their bedroom and uh, computers and iPads. They're not allowed now. They're college age, so now they can do that because right. they're adults, and that's that, that's on them. But just limiting the amount of information that they can have, mm-hmm. I think, is so critical for parents because literally, in a click of a button. A five-year-old can be exposed to things that 20 years ago, a five-year-old for most of the world would never have even mm-hmm. come close to experiencing. A five-year-old can, can experience brutality, 
They can experience uh, uh, incest. I mean, they can, when I say experience, they can see it. I mean, they, they're hearing words and seeing things that yeah. just, they're not ready for that. They can't handle that. So much more so than being worried about public school, right. we really ought to patrol the our own well orifice for information. Well, I, and I agree 100% with everything you just said. But? But, yeah, no, I, I do agree. I can hear a listener now that would hear that and say, but that's my whole argument against public school because they'll say you can't control what their friends are showing them at school. You can't control what they're being fed. And you know what? That's a true statement by that person. So we can only control what you can control as a parent. And that is your job as a parent. Um, Then for me, it would be being actively involved in the school system. And if there is something going on there that shouldn't be going on there, you address it as it comes up. But I would say they can't use that argument that, hey, that's the same as public school. Because in public school, you might you might have that to a degree from other students. Right. But from the teachers, there is a standard. Well, and that, there, there is a, a no, accountability. That's what I was saying, though, from other okay, students. Okay, I got you. They're buddies, you know, because just yeah. years ago. Well, so years ago, I – anyway, I'll make this very vague on purpose – counseling young man about pornography addiction problem. So we put the filters on every single device this kid had and talked with mom and we went on and on about this. He was still getting access to it through his friend's devices. So, you know, it's there, it's available. And I can hear somebody that, that is against public school saying, uh, you know, see, (laughs) you know, that's what happens. That's the world. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so we, we, the answer for that kid then, I guess, is put them in a bubble and lock them up. And, Gouge you know, their eyes out. That's or, what Jesus says. Or we've got to figure out <laughs> that was sarcasm, what the, by the root. Way. Yeah. Are we, yeah, right. <laughs> Cut off your hands and your eyeballs. And, or we got to figure out what is the root of this problem and yeah. keep digging in on this kid. So, yeah. um, well, you know, that's an interesting point. Um, as parents, our job is not so much to form behaviors and added. Our job is not so much to form behaviors, but to form the heart, because behavior comes from the heart. And I think sometimes we are more focused on them living right, and not the motivation behind living right. Yeah, and I know that's mm-hmm. I know that's it's the hard that, issue. That's the hard. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to do, but that's why that's why because I'm your parent, it's probably not the best answer. Because I said so yeah. is not the best answer. You've got to tell them why. And and not allowing your kids to ever question but you. It, or ask but that also goes back to the age. You're Again, right. absolutely. the, the yeah, king yeah. versus a coach yeah, I'm not versus the mentor. So right now yeah. I think we've kind of gone to yeah. the high school yeah. range. Yeah. But we still got same people with the same questions about kindergarten, first, and second grade. And yeah. that's because I'm dada, because I'm mama. Period. Yeah. 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 No, so no it, again, it depends yeah. on, on the age. To, totally, you're totally yeah. right on that. And you know what? That actually establishes the authority of God in their life. That's mm-hmm. why we do that. At the, isn't it amazing how God has arranged this thing to where if we'll do it right, you know, the, the, the kind of right that actually works, mm-hmm. it, it correlates perfectly with our understanding and our relationship with the Father. I mean, we sure. are the model for our kids as to what the Father is like. Both the mom and the dad mm-hmm. are. More so, I think, the father, just by the nature of, of fatherhood, but not, not saying that's more important, but I, th- I think there's a special, unique role in, in fathering. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, that's a whole other topic there, too. Yeah. So, 
we, let's, let's start let's start bringing this to a close. Um, I think I want to change the title of this podcast to "Would Jesus Send His Kid to Public School?" <laughs> I think that's a more catchy title. Yeah. Um, Nazareth Elementary School. Yeah, Home and of the fighting. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I think I would say that um, that he would, and he wouldn't. It would be determined by his kid, the situation, and um, the, the the what's going on in their life right at that moment. Yeah. And I, and that's really not a cop out. It's it's saying we are intentionally aware of of our own family dynamic. Yeah. But I would also think that he wouldn't judge somebody else for doing it a different way than him. And he certainly wouldn't use scripture to bend the scripture to meet his own personal belief in what he's supposed to do. That's probably my biggest issue. I agree. Because people agree. are saying, thus saith the Lord, yeah. but they're not consistent with that. Right. For instance, the Deuteronomy 6 passage. I know we were wrapping it up and I just got ramped up Sorry. again, didn't I? So Deuteronomy 6, um, 6, uh, 5, this is the Shema. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when they sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get, up, get up. Tie them as symbols on your hand and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of the houses and on your gates. And so... I've heard so many times that biblical uh, passage as the biblical defense for you must teach your kids, not the school. And I, I'm going, wait a minute. Slightly out of context. So yeah. do you do you listen to a preacher? Yeah, because don't send them to church either. Don't send them to church. Yeah. Oh, but I but I but I'm authority over don't that. So you're not authority over school. I mean, yeah. it just yeah. it's an inconsistent argument in my view. You can prove anything in the Bible. If you really want I to. I can prove that I can prove anything in the Bible. Yes, you can. Yep. <laughs> what are your closing thoughts, Kevo? I, I, I pro- I'm probably going to land right about where you did. Just uh, would Jesus send his kids to, to public school? Um, yes, no, maybe. Depends on the situation. I, I think I think we do land there. Let's don't condemn a parent's decision uh, either way. I mean, it's 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 to me, it's all contextual based on the school system, based on the kid. Based on the based family. on the grade, even yeah, I mean, know? it's there's so many factors that go into that. So I'm just I'm, I'm gonna land there. Don't just don't condemn the decision either way. And where we started this whole thing was: is it a sin to send to send your? Is it a sin to send? That was hard to say. <laughs> your kid to public school? No, no. <laughs> Brent, I, I concur with both of you. It's I'm gonna let you get sin. the last word first next time. That way you can say yeah, more than I can concur. Well, I mean that's I, you both said <laughs> yeah, this. I, I agree. It it's situational, but it's not a sin. Interestingly enough, uh I'm talking with a friend of mine who's an older gentleman, he's in his seventies, and he did an unofficial survey uh because he was questioning whether or not private school, a Christian education, was producing better disciples uh upon graduation and, and you know, ten years out out from graduation. And so he challenged several of his pastor friends who had p- private Christian schools as part of their churches. And a few of them actually did some research. And of course, it's, it's, it's unofficial, but what the research discovered was the kids who went to public school were more committed to Christ and more faithful to the body of Christ than the kids that went to the private Christian school. Hmm. And it was, a, it was a real eye-opener for them because they thought that because it was a private Christian school, they were going to produce a better product. And for them, at least, uh, that was not the case. Um, My own theory on it is that the more you test something, the more real 
and the more true you can find that to be. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, because it forces you to ask the hard questions and to deal with the questions that are in other concept, con, uh, uh, context, thank mm-hmm. you, not asked. So we, for, at our house, we had to talk about yeah. things that in a Christian school, we may not have had that conversation because it wouldn't have been right in mm-hmm. front of us staring right. at us at the face. Yeah. And, you know, you parents, know if you think that first grade is too young to talk about sex, you're wrong. You, you got to start thinking about these things because they're seeing it and they're hearing it. Obviously not the full Monty there, but they Even know more. if they don't go to public school. E- exactly. It's, it's our world. Exactly. Mm-hmm, so. so, all right. So we'd love to hear your hate mail. <laughs> Honestly, I, don't, I can't think of anything we said that would be contentious, but I know there's got to be some uh, opposition be to send it. it. Or send it. it. Yeah, send it to uh, Kevin Jeff Tillman. At... <laughs> All right. Bring it. So. We will see you. Hey, what does that shirt mean, Kevin? Don't trust anyone wearing orange and blue. It's a football thing. Oh, so orange hate, and blue. Send me this hate mail. We hate Auburn. We hate Florida. <laughs> we hate Tennessee. Jesus said you can't hate anybody but yeah, the yeah. devil. Well, we all love Jesus, though. All right, we'll see y'all on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. You want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.